Coming up today on Locked On Texas Tech, we dive into the Red Raider two-pronged attack from Saturday in Waco. Tote the rock, kill the quarterback. Next on Locked On Texas Tech. If you see me in the wilderness fighting the bear, don't help me! Help the You are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're going to start this thing off right. Great to see you again on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network. And thanks as always to those making us their first listen on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. With the only Chris Level, I'm Casey Cowan. Chris, great to kick off another week with you, man. Now with a win in the rear view on the road. There was no help to be found for the Bear. As the Red Raiders just continued to pile on, hope you caught our reaction show yesterday or if you haven't, dial it up whenever you like today we'll get into a few things further somewhat in a similar realm of course back to the ground game and how it came to be career high 31 carries for Taj Brooks also want to get actually to some tight end impact that you might have thought the odds were kind of long on with Mason Tharp being banged up but we saw it in a big way Uh, but Chris as always you know good play if you call it from the sidelines on three boys kill the quarterback (laughs) <laughs> as big of a headline, I think, uh, really, as there was whenever it comes to that fight with the bear, man. You were in hot pursuit all night long, and you got home as often, really, as I can remember in a long while. I started seeing this uh, this stuff after the game, you know, help the bear, you know, uh, and, and all these things. And I'm like, what? what is going on? And then uh, and then you you – that was kind of their – their rallying cry all week, you know, and, and, and coaches or, or players use these things throughout a season, man, whatever, whatever can get, uh, get you worked up or get you motivated. And when it works like it did Saturday, you're like, Oh man, I- I- inject it right into my veins. When it doesn't work, it's like, Hey man, we got to stop this corny stuff. We, we got to get away from this kind of stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. I mean, that's just kind of yeah. how it goes. Uh, but I, I thought uh, th- this was, these these next couple of games, I'm including the one last week. These should be easy to get motivated for, uh, based on kind of how it's gone against these two programs. Uh, but the Baylor game, it was it was an embarrassment last year, and they would be the first one to tell you that. I mean, like when we started talking about our, I mean, when Tim DeRuiter says the thing that I was most disappointed with is that our will was broken in the fourth quarter last year. Because that was a pretty close game last year, as poorly as you'd played till the end of the third quarter. And there was a point in that game where you throw a touchdown pass to JJ Sparkman and the DB just just takes it away from him. And then it's an interception and a touchback. Otherwise, that game is going to be a 24-all game at that point. And then I think Baylor goes off to not only get the touchback, but then they score 21 points and you know in the fourth quarter to, to your none. And it was just it ended up being a blowout. And so, yeah, you, 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 this was an easy one to get up for. Not only the road game, but the opponent, and then all the the, the staff members and everything like that. Uh, but yeah, help the bear. Uh, I love that that what, what they said. <laughs> I mean, that, that's greatness because that really sums it up, man. You see me in the wilderness, and you see a bear walking up. Go help that bear. 
<laughs> Put it on a t-shirt. Hey man, I love love it. Uh, and now and now go help the wildcat. I guess is uh, now all we need to we need to do. You know, so there, there wasn't a whole lot of bite from any bear in green and yellow. Uh, the only bite we were seeing led by, but he had some company. We touched on some of these guys yesterday, but you may have seen it uh, by now. Now a Reese's Senior Bowl. Player of the week in Steve Linton, who led the way, but man, six sacks to the credit of the Texas Tech defense, and obviously a lot more impact just beyond those six that they got to. But uh, like I said a moment ago, dude, I don't I don't remember many similar nights to this in quite some time. You've had some prolific pass rushers on campus in your time, going back several decades. Uh, but this is this is one of the bigger nights as far as the pile up, stacking them ten high kind of thing is concerned. I loved the uh, – I'm going to get to Linton in a second, but I loved the sack with Pierre and Miles Cole because they basically are like, we don't know who to give it to, so each of you get half <laughs> because they just – they just they arrived at the same time and just like – they just sandwiched old Blake Chapin. But, but, but this is the Steve Linton that we had been waiting to see, and I know that, you know, Joey said it after the game – what wasn't real sure, and he told me after the game as well, but what wasn't sure he was going to even play or at what level he was going to play. That's what's most impressive about this deal. Uh, he did a lot of work in the uh, in the pool there at the hotel, uh, according to Coach McGuire, uh, on the, the day before the game, the morning of the game, just trying to get his kind of I'm, – I'm gathering an, an ankle or knee or something. But just – so he wasn't even quite right, and – but this was the the coming out party that you've been waiting to see from him, and it was it was fun to watch because he was just the the he he's he slipped on occasion, uh, whether it be footing or he kind of takes just a bit of a wide angle at times previous, and, and he's just kind of right there but not getting home. Well, he, he got home a bunch uh, the other night. He affected the game to to where that uh, that offensive line was you know the, the, he cuz he bull rushed he used his uh, his quickness on some moves I mean, he just he just ran through folks uh, and it, it was a lot of fun to watch and, the, and and knocking it loose what i was not expecting though <clears throat> is is the charles esters coming out party yeah the, the, this is yeah the, the like cuz this when you start sprinkling in some of these ingredients to where it's not necessarily some of your 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 normal guys. As long as you can be consistent with it, that's when it starts to get really fun because you, you start increasing the amount of playmakers and and, and all that. Uh, that that's what's a lot of fun. Or or Miles Cole doing so much, you know, on one side that we have to give so much attention and so Linton or Esters or whoever, and then vice versa. You know, you can't you can't double or chip a guy, and so. Uh, but other guys are making you pay for it if you if you do decide to do that, or then you have to stop doing it, and then you can just rush four and get home. But yeah, up front it, it, it was a lot of fun, man. And I think Baylor's offensive line uh, struggled as much as yours did last year. Yeah, and that's always a great place to start a football game. Controlling the defensive trenches, uh, you're not going to find anything that's well as you, I referred to regarding a rushing game really yesterday, but. Uh, put sacking the quarterback right there with it. Uh, anything that'll demoralize a crowd or demoralize a team uh, like doing that will. And we saw that uh, in spades on Saturday night. I would love to see it again. I referenced it also yesterday. It's kind of fun. I, I mentioned number 11 and Esther's and thinking he's one of those guys, just like we maybe have already done with Dylan Spencer or some of these other freshmen where you have to pull up the roster and say, 
All right, who's number whatever? Because I can't ignore this dude. He continues to be on my television screen like every other snap. So I hope to see that continue. And you kind of alluded to it there, but I wanted to ask also before we leave the uh, pass rush conversation, how did it actually come together? Was it just a lot of this guy is whipping this guy's tail individually? A lot of great effort. Was Tim DeRuiter dialing up something differently? Is it a healthier group? <laughs> what would you really kind of pick is, is why it did actually click? It is healthier, okay? Because I, th I think I think Duda Banks was was an extra, some extra juice, and so w w when it when it's healthier, you allow for more fresh reps. I mean, you 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 can rest guys, so when they actually are in there, they can play harder at a higher level. Whereas when you you keep guys in there, they just kind of wear down as the game goes along. But you're able to kind of constantly rotate. I do think he did dial up a few things. I mean, you saw Rabbit, you know, with a couple of safety blitzes at times. I think he sent pressure from different things, trying to confuse uh, Baylor. I think at times they did uh, run uh, rush just four, and I think it was just I want it more than you do, you know, um, because ultimately you don't want to have to dial up a ton of of different pressures. You want to be able to just rush four because then you've got the defense. I mean, the offense right where you want them because they're like. Our group up front's doing it. We can outnumber you on the back end. Good luck, you know. But uh, Tim does a really good job of of confusing or changing what what he does on a week to week basis. And I think you never want to give quarterbacks, you know, if you think, hey, I watch film all week and I think I, I, I'm going to get this look, you, you know, we're going to tweak it. And so you may think that you know what you're going to get. However, we we've adjusted, and so that game goes on all throughout the season. And, and so I think that, you know, some of that safety blitz stuff we hadn't seen, we've seen it sprinkled in a little bit, but they, they called that a few times. I think it caused some problems as well as rabbit almost uh, got home a few times as well. But anyway, but yeah, I, I think that being healthier and, and then sometimes guys just kind of get better, you know, like the, the Dylan Spencer's uh, being, you know, entered into the equation or Bryce Ramirez, maybe having to move a position that creates opportunities for others. Or, or these freshmen are showing up, and so these like redshirt freshmen or sophomores are like, I better step it up, you know. Like, yeah. you know, you, there's some competition that's created. If I want to earn more playing time, I better because th these freshmen are coming now, and I think that's the fun part that you're kind of seeing it. It's that internal competition. It's like elevated everybody. Rising tide uh, raises all boats, right? Aaron Hunt, Monte Rager. Brandon Sharp, Dixon Williams on one of the best teams ever. There's a lineage, boys, and anybody is free to step up and be the next in line. I hope we see this uh, continue because that uh, that gets a team going and, like I said, demoralizes. And I mean that specifically, just like that ground and pound offensively we'll get to in a moment, demoralizes the other sideline, and I think we saw a lot of that on Saturday. Let's pivot, Chris, to another bullet in the Red Raiders gun from Saturday night. First, today's episode brought to you by Athletic Brewing Company, changing the non-alcoholic beer game one can at a time, and it's time for your game changer of the week. This week, it's a repeat offender. Another appearance for number 28, Taj Brooks, who goes for 170 and a touchdown on a man-sized 31 carries, dragging Baylor up and down the field in a 39-14 win for the Red Raiders Saturday in Waco. And just like Taj Brooks, Athletic Brewing Company is changing the non-alcoholic beer game with, get this, non-alcoholic beer that tastes good. Great tasting, award-winning, and you're going to find more than 50 styles at athleticbrewing.com. But what you're never going to find, a hangover with Athletic 
Brewing Company. Change the game by finding Athletic Brewing Company's non-alcoholic beer at a store near you or online at athleticbrewing.com. And right now, first-time customers can get 15% off your first online order by using the code Locked on. That's locked on for 15% off your first online order. Near beer exclusions and conditions apply at Athletic Brewing Company and athleticbrewing.com. Fit for all time. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Let's pivot, Chris, to another bullet in the Red Raiders gun from Saturday night. And I got to say, this was kind of unexpected from my perspective. Seemed like sort of a long shot, you know, because it was only recently we felt a significant tight end impact within a game. But that came courtesy of Mason Tharp, who has been banged up along the way. Well, further down that injury path now, unfortunately. And so you're thinking, all right, well, the odds have to decrease that you're likely to see some tight end impact. Uh, here against Baylor, but no, it was Baylor on Baylor violence, Baylor on Baylor smoke in a way that I didn't anticipate. Expert analysis, I guess, big swing and a whiff by me last week as uh, the tight ends or tight end <laughs> makes a huge impact in the end zone twice, man. And I didn't see it coming. So another question here, how did this come to be where eventually uh, not only did they find him, but man, uh, he had some space to roam and of course relied on some of his individual talent as well to make one of those plays. Uh, with the great catch. So it was nice to see, but how'd they make it happen? Yeah, two touchdowns uh, on two catches. I like the ratio. I mean, that that's solid work there. Um, and I think uh, I, I think the, the irony is just, I love it, the Baylor on Baylor crime there. Um, that, 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 that is like, I mean, I, yeah, the, the I think the, the, the line in the social media post was, these are the Baylor touchdowns that I really like to see. Um, and, and yes, the the first one is kind of a it's it's a great throw by Barron, uh, and I think he puts it to where only his guy can get it. It's a great catch. I mean, yep. it's a big league play on on both ends of it. Um, you 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 throw it to to leverage right there to where it's just like he's got to go up and get it right there on the edge of the end zone. Make makes a semi contested catch. The other one though was an easy play, and it's totally set up by that O line in the run game and what they had done all game long because they showed them this is Zach Kitley kind of drawing it up and setting up things. They they showed them a look, and then kind of you play action, and then Cup is just he's just standing there wide open, and then e- e- easy easy jaunt down the sideline right there. But uh, and Baylor, to his credit, he's playing through some things as well. You know, he he missed. Yeah. Uh, a week, I think two or three weeks ago, he, he's not been totally healthy, still not necessarily, but uh, this is a, a you know, a, was a big time recruit. I think he's kind of battled injuries throughout his career, uh, but I think when he's right, man, you know, because, and, and you know, the irony here, the irony is, is that how many road wins now does Joey McGuire have? True, true road wins. Two. Yeah, you two. Know, okay, you, sorry. You know, I graduated you know, from Littlefield. You know what the common theme is? Baylor Cup touchdown receptions in both of those. Because he caught the go-ahead last year, 
and I thought his at, at Iowa State to win it 14-10. And I thought this game, he kind of I mean he doesn't necessarily win it. You you won in a blowout, but I mean he really set the tone. I thought with with a couple of TDs when you did need them. And I just thought, yeah, that's not lost on me either. So um, two road wins. Hey, man, as we said, when you want to win, throw it to the tight end. <laughs> Get that message to uh, Zach Kittley. Make sure that next time out on the road, you dial up the Baylor Cup touchdown play because that seems like a great call <laughs> anytime. Uh, Chris, before we leave that particular play, I wanted to talk about the ball that Barron put up. Uh, for Cup to go get because I think sometimes it takes a specific quarterback to have that type of trust or to be willing maybe to take that kind of risk. But I think also I've seen this in the YouTube comments specifically, as a matter of fact, um, comparing and contrasting what Tyler Shuck was as a quarterback or what Baron Morton could be as a quarterback. And there are questions out there I've seen uh, from viewers about Morton's willingness or perceived willingness uh, more willingness to throw up some of those and maybe take some of those risks to ask a player, hey, go get it, make a play on the ball. Uh, it could be fan fiction or fantasy. I don't know, but we saw that happen, particularly with this Baylor Cup touchdown. How do you feel about that? Is there any more risk-taking nature or maybe a chance on a 50-50 ball that Barron might be uh, interested in and say a guy like Shuck or maybe just another quarterback in general? Well, I, I I think he maybe will take a few more chances. I mean that that kind of goes with the gunslinger uh, mentality, right? Um, and I think on Saturday you saw the good and the bad, because there was another time where he threw it up and it it was picked. Um, and you're thinking like you just get a fumble, you're, you're kind of trying to turn turn the momentum and take a shot and like okay let, let's go for the dagger here, and he just kind of lost it up there and like Baylor interception, and then all of a sudden the momentum is just dramatically turned, but. Um, he will give his guys some chances. I mean, that's just will ultimately, and I think you'll see him do this a bit more as he kind of, as the weeks go along and he gets healthier. Uh, I think that these next couple of weeks uh, should, but he, you know, he's going to be a guy that really could use the bye week, you know, when, when that does get yeah. here uh, with that, with that shoulder. But um, I, I think, and I think on the one that got picked, it was slightly underthrown. The one that he throws to Baylor was just a dime. You know, I mean, it, it, yep. it just was, um, I think. Uh, but I, I do, you know, and, and the one to Koy Aiken. Yep. Like, you know, I'm standing there next to Antonio Huffman on the sideline who played DB in this program. I'm like, how do you stop the back shoulder fade like that? Like if, if the if the QB and the wideout are on the same page as far as the timing goes and you created a – because if you watched what Kitley did on that play, it's like, everybody's bunched up, okay, on the line of scrimmage. And then it's like right before you go to snap, it's like four guys run out to, to one side and you're you're an empty back set. And then you've got a one-on-one -on -one situation, which is what you're trying to create. But in a one-on-one -on -one scenario, when Barron and, and Koy Aiken in this case were like on the same page, you can't defend it. You just I – mean, I don't care how good – you are because you just you just simply can't defend it, and it uh, that that those those chances and those shots are fun to take. Uh, that that was scheme and great throw and a great catch. But yeah, Barron, I think it's fair uh, to suggest that you you just if you understand that you have to be willing to live with some of the results here. And like you saw, it didn't burn you uh, the other day. But I mean, he's gonna he's gonna throw some of those up and let us try to let his white ads go get it. However. If it's if it's slightly off, it's a 50-50 ball for a reason, and and it, it, <laughs> right. uh, the, the the other proposition got you uh, you know one time.
I know the one to fungi came to be in a little bit different yep. way compared to these, but somewhat similarly in a coin flip, Hey, here's a DB, here's a wide receiver. Let's see who makes a play on the ball. But that's now three we've seen in just a couple of weeks that thankfully went the way of the good guys, but kind of interesting to see them pile up a little bit. And some of these that you look at, some of these pass catchers you look at individually, you know, some of the measurables and what they can offer just as far as individual talent is concerned. I don't know, may take your chances with some of them in 50, 50 situations as the week goes on. But yes, didn't burn you when it went bad this time around, but it could in subsequent weeks. And as you said, I think it's a great way to segue into the next portion of the conversation before we're out of here, because this is also something that didn't burn you on Saturday, but wondering how long it could be sustained, Chris. We're talking about Taj Brooks. First, today's episode brought to you by eBay Motors, and they've got everything you need to maintain your vehicle and keep that ride or die ride alive or elevate your car's game to the next level of performance whatever you're looking for they got it at the right prices superchargers roof racks led headlights exhaust kits and accessories of all kinds to fit your style whether it's speed power or design you're into ebay motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your two three or four wheeled baby just head over to ebay.com motors where you're going to always find exactly what you're looking for and at no risk because of ebay's guaranteed fit your part is guaranteed to fit just right every time or it's your money back, keeping you burning rubber and not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to keep your ride or die ride on the road and moving your life forward at ebay.com slash motors. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions do apply. We're talking about Taj Brooks, who I think, aside from some defensive mentions, has to be your game MVP uh, career high 31 carries and that's really the number to focus in on here for this portion of the conversation Chris he goes for 170 uh, obviously there on the ground we had two 100 yard rushers a week ago with Brooks and Valdez Valdez got a handful of touches but we did not see anywhere near the impact uh, from a running back number two whether it's Valdez or someone else uh, we didn't see it this time around so maybe you have days like this and maybe some more to come I don't think it's the ideal scenario necessarily, but why did this come to be that we really did see it so lopsided, you think, at the end of the night uh, with Brooks hitting that career-high number? Yeah, you know, th th this is just going to be one of these scenarios where he Taj is just so much better uh, than, than, than Cameron or Nehemiah or really anybody else at this point, which is good, uh, but it's also bad. Um, and, and I think, uh, yeah, you would uh, – you know, because in the last couple of years, you've kind of had this one-two punch to where if you've kind of had this Roderick that it was a similar level of experience and ability and all these things, boy, it's, you know, you, you, you really like the way you're doing things now to be able to like have a this two-headed monster. You're going to have to protect yourself from just overusing Taj. Uh, I just, I feel like, because I think at some point, it just, uh, you know, but having said that, it's hard not to have him in the game. He wants to be in there, but he also, I think, gets tired, uh, too. Um, you know, he, you know, I don't think that's why he fumbled or anything, but I mean, you know, he gets worn down a little bit. And again, I, I go back to all the, the, the things that are happening to him that he's involved with when he's not carrying the ball that I think add up as well. Um, and, and I've seen, you know, I saw him in Morgantown. Layout for a, a blitz pickup, and I mean he 
he tried to deliver the blow, but the blow got delivered to him and it took him a second to kind of shake it off. I mean, like it was a, a big time collision. And those are the, just the things I think the general folk doesn't think about or, or care about or see. I get it. Yeah. Uh, but you, you've got to continue to be disciplined enough to kind of get Cameron in there and and develop him and get him involved just because I think it helps Taj in the long run and it helps your it helps your program in the long run uh, I, I think you know and it and it's hard trust me you know and that's Kenny Perry trying to like because the easy thing is just say 28 keep going out there but at some point he he's worn down he's tired I just think is the more that this happens um and, and I think the way that game played out the other night I think you were trying to put it on ice and you were trying to let him you know get, get you to the end and he ended up getting the touchdown uh and all those things and the two-point conversion uh, but I, I think it, it's it's self-discipline right now trying to get Cameron or whoever Nehemiah in there and all that. But, I mean, there, there's a gap. There's just no doubt. But it's also like you've got to protect yourself, protect him from, you know, himself, if that makes sense, too. Yeah, no question. Um, and you got a long way to go as far as being yeah. relying, uh, being able to rely on everybody uh, beyond Taj Brooks. And, hey, who you're staring the bar- down the barrel of facing this week? A lot tougher than 12 of 12 as far as the rush defense is concerned. That's what you saw in Waco. Statistically, the worst-ranked rush defense in the Big 12 Conference. You made it look that way again. Kansas State is in a different category. So this is going to be a really interesting week, Chris, as we kind of see a seesaw or at least uh, maybe some evolution in the way you're going to approach things offensively. And obviously now with these uh, big statistical weeks piling up for Taj Brooks, I mean, I don't know why it wouldn't be focus number one for any opposing defense, but man, I am curious in the days to come uh, and how we'll anticipate Baron Morton being used uh, against a K-State type defense. But uh, it's a much, much different challenge and experience, right, that you're going to get in just uh, seven days time between what you saw in Waco and what you'll see against K-State. Yeah, and you know, and we'll we'll talk about Kansas State a lot uh, as the week goes along. But yeah, th- this is going to be because I think one of the things you saw in the last two weeks, we have heard this before these games, and I think other people have said these things too. There was a common theme between Houston and Baylor in that they just weren't real good tackling teams. Uh, a lot of missed tackles. A lot of and, and what is Taj really good at? I mean, that's kind of his style. He just kind of keeps it going, keeps running through people and all that. He's not going to juke you and, and, and go or anything. But, I mean, he just kind of is it's the tough yardage that a three-yard gain ends up being an eight-yard gain and all that just because of, of those two teams. Kansas State won't be that way. They are a very good tackling team. They are typically very sound in everything that they do. Uh, and we'll get into kind of some of what's going on with them as the week goes along. Uh, but – that's the one thing that I would say that, you know, you won't get the benefit of necessarily coming into the game is like you knew those two, the two previous opponents who you've blown both of them out, uh, one by 20 plus in both games, that they just weren't very good tackling teams and Kansas State won't be that way. Yeah, uh, either way for this week feels good to have, let's see, road win, check, conference win, check, ran the damn ball, check, killed the quarterback, triple check. And if you put that together again, you'll have a chance every week, right? I know it's much easier said than done, but yeah, tote that rock and kill the other guy's guy. <laughs> and you're going to yeah, you have know, a it's, it's funny because uh, if, if you could, I always ask 
coaches these questions because I don't know what the right answer is. But if you could like in a dream scenario, if you could like build your team and 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 have one position group that would just could just dominate a game, I always wonder if you had to pick. Because, uh, you know, I don't even think you would say, I want my quarterback to position to dominate the game or whatever. Because if yeah. you don't have other components, it's always comes down to one of those lines. Yep. And I don't know if you'd rather have a dominant O-line or a dominant D-line because you can. You can control a game when one of those sides of the ball it re- really is running the show. And I thought, I, I don't want to say you dominated Saturday or you you know whatever on either side, but it, it was close, especially for that D line. But it, it's kind of a fascinating question on what you'd go all in on because I mean the answer is yes. I'd, I'd love to have them <laughs> both. You know both. It's hard to pick one over the other, but uh, yeah, we saw a lot of trench work, man, and it was uh, hopefully it continues. Yeah, man. Well, you're going to need it this week. It'll be mm-hmm. a black and blue kind of fist fight with the purple Wildcats coming to town. And uh, we will mention special teams a time or two this week. And I imagine in a recap as well (laughs) next Sunday, but time will tell. Chris, enjoy the time as always with you, man. Appreciate the insight. Always fun to be talking a Red Raider win, especially in the league on the road. And we'll be back around coming up tomorrow to do it again, man. See you then. Keep hope alive, people. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Subscribe on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts so you miss not a thing. For Chris, I'm Casey. We'll see you for the next round on Locked On Texas Tech.